Hi, I'm Dory, and welcome to this week's episode of Slice. I'm back with Natalie Kusterich. We're continuing on our forgiveness project. Hi, Nat. Hey, Dory. How are you? Good, Good to be back. I know. Wasn't that fun with Madeline? Oh, my God. <laughs> my face still hurts from smiling <laughs> so much. She's brilliant. Yeah. That kid, she kind of nailed it, right? Yeah. 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 That's putting it mildly. That was fun. If you listened to the last episode, you would have, you know, we brought in my daughter who's 10 years old, Madeline, and we asked the question on like, why do you think it's so hard to forgive? And she gave us some really strong points on what happens with forgiveness and why it's so hard. And also like, sometimes you want to forgive and you do forgive, but not for the reasons that you really want to. She brought up some really great points, and we are going to talk about all of them, and we're going to continue our series on forgiveness. What I want to tie in for you to this episode is that Madeline's 10 years old, and when we are, when we're kids, we are pure. We are fresh slates, and at a certain point in our lives, we get messages around us. We get messages from our family. We get messages from our community. We get messages from our church or our temples or our schools and our friends and our peers. And we make decisions about the things that we're going to do or not do based on those experiences. That's pretty pure at 10 years old. At some point in your life, everything about this topic was that clear for you too. And somewhere along the line, what happened was you received messages that shut you down, told you that your feelings weren't valid, told you do not make a big deal about it, told you that you're too sensitive, don't make a fuss, other people are more important to you, show respect and just keep your mouth shut. Or if you say something, I'm going to smack you and you're going to get in trouble or we don't do that. Don't embarrass the family. There's so many messages that we get as children. I mean, some of you might have got away scot-free and congratulations. You're one of the few people. And the rest of you, the rest of us, including us, we all receive these messages and it, and it makes it really hard to speak up for ourselves or really allow our feelings, like our real feelings, right? to come through or say, hey, that hurt my feelings, or don't talk to me like that, or I deserve more, or I want more. I mean, have you ever thought that to yourself? Because that happens all the time, and I see it. Don't you see it in your practice? All the time. All the time. We put other people's feelings and needs ahead of our own, and what ends up happening is a lot of people shrink away from themselves and don't really step up into who it is that they are and what they actually want. And then you can live a whole life without ever having what it is you want because you put other people ahead of you. So now we're going into the adult part of us. Um, we introduced Madeline just to show you the freshness of what it looks like before we have all these ideas that we put on ourselves. And, and really it comes down to like, is it okay to be me? Is it okay to say what I want to say. And, and by the way, this could be something like, oh, girls are too sensitive or emotional or boys, don't be a sissy. Just suck it up. You know, be a man, you know, go out there and play ball. Don't worry about if that kid hurt your feelings. We get shut down in so many ways in that place. And it's really 
really painful. Given the examples even that Madeline gave, the longer we hold that in, if I coin Maddie, that it becomes a tattoo. It becomes a permanent pain in our heart, a permanent pain in our soul. How do we release that? How do we move on from that is through forgiveness. We can guarantee you that there are areas in your life that you are not able to get to if you're holding on to this pain and if you're not able to forgive. Forgiveness creates an opening in yourself. What we're going to do today is we're going to follow up from the last episode and we're going to talk about what are the signs that you need to forgive because when you've held these things in for so long, sometimes it's just hard because you've kind of maybe you've sucked it up. Maybe you've just packed it away and it just seems like, oh, you know, that was, that's old news. That's a long time ago or, you know, what am I going to do? Call that person under the blue and say, I'm sorry, you know, like, or say, hey, mom, you know, that thing you did 20 years ago really hurt my feelings. It's like, yeah, you are actually. That's what we're asking you to do. <laughs> but how do you know? How do you even know? Because when you're young, it's really clear. But as time goes on and it becomes that tattoo, it becomes less clear and much harder to deal with. Yeah. And as adults, we forget. We forget the really simple things because as Dory's saying, you, you put it away. So we're going to ask you to dust that off and we're going to jog your memory a little bit and help you to identify what are the signs and the things that you're actually doing and thinking and even feeling that are signs that you need to forgive. Yeah, so the first thing is identifying the places where you need to forgive are a lot more complicated than you think. So we're gonna give you a bunch of tools to identify the areas that you need to forgive. Some of those are going to be through identifying emotions that you have, and some of them are going to be through behaviors that you do. Once you're able to identify these places in your life, you'll also understand how they're holding you back in your relationships. Okay, Natalie, let's get started. Why don't we start with anger? Anger is the easiest emotions to spot. We all get angry. One of the ways that we demonstrate our anger is through arguing. We pick a fight with our partners. We get mad at our friends. You name it. We are picking a fight. We pick fights because there's something that we're actually trying to resolve. There's an underlying pain that's wanting to be expressed. Unfortunately, with fights, unless you're doing it in the right ways, you're not really going to resolve the problem you tend to repeat the same argument over and over and over again. We all have kind of these themed arguments that we have with those that are closest to us. So if you notice yourself having these kinds of themed arguments, that's a really good sign that is probably an issue, an underlying emotional experience that you're having, something that needs to be resolved. Right. And one of the reasons that anger is the most popular is that anger is a strong emotion. It's so much more comfortable to be angry than vulnerable or sad or disappointed or frustrated. So, you know, when we turn that feeling or emotion into anger, it's just easier to be like angry and go like, God, what a jerk, you know, or like, oh, you know, I just don't want to talk to them or I don't want to deal with that or, you know, I hate my boss or you know, it's like, it's so much easier than to say something like, I'm worried I'm not doing a good job at work and I really want more approval, something like that, than to, right. than to you know, than to say, my boss is a jerk. 
and then ignore the problem. And then guess what happens? We go actually back to what Maddie said, which is this is the beginning of having your permanent tattoo. If you don't actually bring it up, speak up, nothing gets resolved. Nothing gets resolved. And you carry it with you for a long time. And now not only did you have this problem at work, but you now begin to develop this belief that you're probably just really, really terrible at your job. Mm Mm-hmm. Versus, or maybe I'll never. Nobody will ever see how good you are. No one will ever see how good you are. And then that translates that story. That's a new story that you're adding to this old story that you're going through your life with, and that's going to translate into the choices that you make. Exactly. All right. So the next one is if you notice yourself being avoidant or depressed. That's one of the most common ways that people resolve problems is avoidance. We're just going to pretend it didn't actually happen. It and you know, and you know who you are. It's like the person who you spent the last three days saying, "Oh my God, he did this or she did that," or "I'm not happy about that," and I can't believe it. And if I ever see that person again, I wish I never had to talk to them. Blah 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 blah. And then you show up at the party, and you're like, "Hey, how are you? <laughs> like, it's so good to see you. Oh my God, so you yeah. know who you are." And that's, by the way, that's when you know you're in avoidance. No, you're just being polite. They're just being polite. Yeah, you're probably taught that you should be polite and you should always put your good face on, but we're going to tell you that's avoidance. So if you notice that you do that, you might have done it just this past weekend. If you notice that you do that, you go, ooh, like something might be going on here. There might be somebody, you know, I might need to work something out. And one of the most common emotions that pops up with avoidance is depression. Mm Mm-hmm. Because what you're avoiding is how you are feeling. You are avoiding yourself. Eventually, you're going to get really, really sad about this to the point where you're depressed. Because if you're avoiding yourself, there's some part of you that wants out. There's something that's wanting attention. And you're pretending it doesn't matter. Yeah. And here's the thing. When you're a kid, you don't have control over things. And... You have limited intelligence. You have limited information. Whatever you do is super intelligent because that's the best you can do when you're a kid. But now you're an adult. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably an adult and you, you can make choices for yourself. So there's no reason to be avoidant. You have a choice in how you want to handle things in your life. And everything comes with a consequence. I mean, it's not easy to forgive and it's not easy to even admit that, hey, there's something going on here that I got to look at or I got to talk to that friend. It, I mean, Natalie and I, I mean, we, we have it all the time as friends. We, we've been friends for how long? 30 years? 20? Too long? Yeah, it's a long time. It's a long We're time. We're not actually going to give you a number. <laughs> it's just been a long time. And we have things that happen between us yeah. and we are the best of friends. And we still hurt each other's feelings without knowing it. And we're committed to this. I mean, we happen to be professionals, but we also are humans. You know, in the human world, we're just like everybody else, actually. You know, like we have the same struggles everybody else does. And the same things come up. And maybe the only difference is that, you know, we happen to be more aware. It's more in our consciousness because we do this, but, you know, about speaking up to each other. But we didn't always. And... We've had situations that really hurt our friendship because we didn't have it. I'm going to share a story. So this was this was a while ago. This was like our early 30s or something. And it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, it, it was. Wasn't that long ago. <laughs> 
Early <laughs> teens. Yes, they have. But whatever. It was our teens, yeah. <laughs> so we used to throw parties together all the time because we had the same sort of group group of friends. And so we shared the expenses for these parties. Now, depending on what was going on in our lives, sometimes those parties were more than I personally could afford. Other times it was easier. Sometimes it was harder. You know how it goes. You're growing up. You're earning and instead of talking about it with my dear friend and saying, hey, you know what? This time it's going to be really hard for me. I can't give that much, but I could do this. I literally grew in resentment of having these parties and having to contribute when I didn't have it. And I had no idea what was going on. Right. I thought, she didn't, I thought this no whole, chance. <laughs> I, I had no chance, but I didn't know. I was up against something I didn't even know because it'd be like, hey, you want to do that party? Oh, yeah, cool. Okay, let's work out the cost and we'd split it. And I had thought it was just business as usual. And she had no chance to make anything better at all. So I had no idea. Resentment built over time until one day I needed to resolve the issue for myself. And what ended up happening was I literally broke our friendship because the resentment had taken over. It was so big. It took us a little while. I mean, we were literally out of each other's lives for, for a long time. A long time over just not talking about it. And well, what happened was is that she never told me how she was feeling. And then at a certain point over years, by the way, she kind of like what Maddie says, it's Madeline says, it's like, you know, but you hold it in and it kind of blows up. It turns into this bigger thing, like a tattoo. It's like a permanent scar. So she had this like permanent hurt and I had no idea about it. And by the time she brought it up to me, it was so huge and and distorted. Right. It was distorted because when hurt stays in us, it gets distorted. It's kind of like a big fish story. How the fish starts at like, you know, oh, I caught this like six inch fish. And by, you know, 10 years later, it's like, oh my God, it's like we needed two ships to pull this thing in. And, you know, <laughs> I caught the biggest fish. It was like, I was the winner of the competition. And it, that's how our feelings get distorted over time because they do start to snowball into other experiences and our memory doesn't work like the way you think it is. It's not like a computer. It, it connects to other things. So when our memory is creating these other things, it's also distorting some facts and some timelines and experiences. But the overall thing is the pain of it, the experience that does hold through and then lasts with you. From that, we were not able to resolve. We, I tried, and but we were not able to resolve it. And I kept saying, I kept thinking like, well, why didn't you say something? Like, we could have worked that out. That's an easy enough thing to work out. That's really important what you're saying. It really was an easy enough thing to work out between two really good friends. And just never gave her the chance to do that. So this deleted years of our lives together. It did. We skipped. We skipped. So, but we're back. We're, yeah. So luckily, when we did reunite, because we do have a lot of mutual friends, we were able to talk about it and kind of catch up and, hey, this is what this is what was really going on. And it was like, oh, my God, I feel so awful because I had no idea. I mean, yeah, we don't need to have a party every weekend. And, like, we could have, <laughs> we could have modified our, our social calendar. Uh, I, I don't think that either of us really – I know I didn't think about modifying Actually, the social we probably would have started. We probably would have not eaten food to have the party, but we at least would have made a choice. But the idea is that, you know, we were lucky and we were able to work it out, but we had to work it out. And it's very important to know that, and this happened between two good friends that 
really love each other, really care about each other, really have each other's back. And so it's going to happen with the people you love the most, you know, because that's where it's going to matter. We were able to work it out, but we had to be honest with each other and, you know, and get real. Right. And I think, you know, the other piece of this that in this story is that I was blaming you for the entirety of how I was feeling. So I never gave myself the chance to hold myself accountable and to do something different. I literally put myself in this victim mode. And when you're in victim mode, I can tell you personally, you don't see the floor beneath your feet and that you're the one walking on it. I missed the whole thing and it led to breaking up our friendship for a few years. That was a big loss. We missed chunks of each other's lives because I wasn't able to hold myself accountable and viewed myself as a victim to circumstances versus an empowered person who had this information that, I, hey, I have these feelings and they don't feel good and all I have to do is speak up and share it with my friend and then we can do something different. Right. And so I didn't have any idea. There's probably somebody in your life you need to clear something up with that you might have a story about. You know, like if you're acting as a victim, like, oh, it's all their fault. It's because of them. You know, the big victim thing. You know, if you're blaming somebody else for something, it's like there's probably a good chance there's another story there. And it's an opportunity for you to find out what's, what's really going on. You might find that it's not the story you thought it was. And it will be very healing for the two of you. Absolutely. And one one more thing that I wanted to mention is if you are, well, we call it in the land of therapy, self-medicating. So you're overdoing it on the food, you're drinking, you're smoking, you're over-exercising. All of these things are a way of avoiding feelings. If you're doing any of those things, it's probably a really good sign that there's something that needs to be expressed and quite possibly forgiven either with yourself or with another person so if you're doing any of that i'd really highly suggest relaxing on it and maybe doing some journaling some reading about forgiveness even and creating some space to do some healing in your own life because the other way of self-medicating that's really kind of self-destructive and super self-destructive and our goal here is really to get people to stop causing harm to themselves and speak up and start doing a little self-exploration because I promise you it's never as bad as you think it is. Mm-hmm. And clearly, as Maddie said, the longer you wait, the more permanent this tattoo mm-hmm. becomes. And probably good to say, I don't want this tattoo <laughs> right now. So you have to have it lasered off mm-hmm. by going to therapy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so another way to identify that you need to forgive is if you're avoiding certain social situations. It's another way to know, like, hey, something's going on here. And a lot of times when you're in avoidance, you're in a blame state. You know, it's kind of you're blaming, like, oh, it's because of them. It's because of that. It's because of this. And you have a story about it. And it's in that place that if you're blaming, it's a good sign that you need to forgive. Yes. And if you find that you are having maybe some repetitive, obsessive thoughts, So you might hear the same story going over and over in your head. It might be a particular person in your life who keeps popping up in your head. That's probably a good sign that there is something there for you to examine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. The last one I'm going to say is 
if you're stuck in like an emotional state that you can't get out of, you know, if you're kind of just like locked into like being down, being sad, avoiding things, being obsessive, you know, using porn or getting high, drinking, eating, all of those signs, all these ones that we've mentioned, all fall into the signs you you need to forgive. And do it now. The longer you wait, the bigger it gets, the more distorted it gets. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. And what you're really saying to yourself, if you're not willing to forgive, is that I don't care about myself. I'm not willing to stand up for myself. I'm not willing to own who I am. Because whatever that is, is there. And all those choices that you're going to make around forgiveness are going to anchor in who you are. And if you don't get real with yourself and take the risk, you're essentially saying somebody else is more important than me. Their life is more important than me. My reputation with them is more important than really who I am. This facade that I'm living is actually more important than who I am. So get out of your own way. Look at these signs and find where you need to forgive so you can live your most authentic life, your best life. And open yourself up to love, intimacy, connection, and really full joy because you're getting to be you. With that said, thank you so much for listening. And please don't forget to follow, like, and subscribe to Slice. We welcome all your feedback, suggestions, questions that you have. Stay tuned for the next episode. Ciao for now. Ciao for now.